In a world where fear, chaos, and boredom reign. A world where hope and toilet paper dwindle. Two heroes will stand up and change the fate of us all. On the Dogs of War podcast, Raleigh and Kevin have vowed to restore the glory of the Cleveland Browns by whatever memes necessary. From the creators of Angry Browns fans, the Dogs of War is back for Season 2, a top 10 sports podcast in the country of Lebanon. Our heroes are armed with random movie quotes, the Munilot payphone, and an unconditional love for the Cleveland Browns. 18 seconds left, he's got the snap. Back to pass, up in the pocket, shooting it long and deep, and it's picked off! They got it! Terrence Mitchell's got it! And it's all over here now! They can't take it away anymore! 11 seconds left to go! Mitchell takes the football, he's going to run it down to the best fans, the most patient fans in the league, right to the dog pound, up and in he goes! Slowly walking down a hall Faster than a cannonball Where were you while we were potting high? (laughs) Yeah! I'm feeling good today. How are you feeling? Someday you will find me Caught beneath the brown slide In a Cleveland supernova A Cleveland supernova in the sky Someday you will find me sitting on my giant yacht with the money from this podcast. With the money from this podcast, Dogs of War. We're recording, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> that is sick. Ah, Kevin, how are we doing? Episode three, Raleigh. I'm doing just peachy as well as you can be doing for quarantine day 37 and a half, whatever this is. I gotta admit, I am, I am feeling weirdly good. I it's don't good know looking, why. It's a good looking jersey and jacket you got on. Oh, you mean this Miles Garrett jersey? That's gonna be what the team is wearing in 2020 that I already owned. Let's go. Ah, uh, silver lining number one for the day. By the way, quick recap, everybody, uh, we decided to prematurely launch the second season of the Dogs of War podcast, partially because we're bored, yes, but our focus is to find the silver linings in life, Browns fanship, and whatever. Just have a good time. So this is a big silver lining. I love the uniforms, and I love that I don't have to buy a new one this time, even though I probably will. Yep, this is episode three of this new season. The new uniforms dropped yesterday. There was a lot of hope, a lot of confidence that we would go back to the olden ways, the olden jerseys, the classic retro jerseys, and we did for the most part. We did. So yeah, it's we basically it the up. 20 – yeah, sorry. We didn't screw it up for once because the ones in 2015 were an absolute atrocious display of art or design, however you want to put it. These are exactly what it should be. Keep it simple. Stupid. Kiss, as I always say. And I'm pumped. I think we're going to look great. I love that we got the, the white on white back, too. I do. I The one critique is that 
There were a lot of people hoping for orange pants. Yeah, that's the only thing I saw, the orange pants and the face mask color. I don't care about face mask color, but the orange pants would have been sick. Also, apparently there's some talk on the Twitter machine that they might be hiding orange pants, so we'll see what happens. Exactly what I was going to say. There are rumors that orange pants are not done for yet, but let's just get to the season, knock on wood. God, I hope the NFL season doesn't get pushed back. That would probably end me. The last week, we had Phil Dawson on. I, I got to say, he is the man. We've been getting great feedback from everyone. That guy knows how to speak to people publicly, as I can do right now. Like, we just asked him a question, and he would have a epic answer in a kick-ass Southern accent. Like, he might be the coolest guy of all time. Yeah, shout out again and thank you to Mr. Dawson for coming on, especially in the goofy times we find ourselves in. That was a great interview. I loved hearing, you know, his take on different things. I also realized in one of my rants here off topic, I went back and listened to a couple of our episodes. I say, you know, more than anything has ever been said in the history of the world. So my big focus from now on in my new season resolution, my new year new season resolution is to not be saying that on podcasts anymore. I like that idea, Kevin. I, too, have a resolution for this season. That's to speak clearly, concisely, and not say, um. That's going to be an uphill battle, but whatever. Let in the shit. We're always a work in progress here at the Dogs of War podcast. Just like our team. Just like the Cleveland Browns. I'm just feeling really good. A lot of positive energy. The beer's looking good. Yeah, so is yours, man. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but. This beard sucks. Like, well, you've also had a beard before. I'm People are, are seeing me now. Well, when we do Zoom, FaceTime, or anything else like that, not in person, obviously. Keep your social distancing. Stay home. People are like, whoa. I'm, I'm finally getting that reaction from people. Like, I didn't know you could do that. And it's true. Yeah. This is the first time in my life I've gone more than two days without shaving, and I didn't know I could grow a beard, but I can. Yeah, people are saying to me, wow, Raleigh, you look like white trash. Can I say white trash? Yeah. Okay, sweet. But yeah, it's uh, I'm just patchy, and it's there's there's grays coming in, gray beard. That's kind of a sick nickname, but this is kind of uh, the grim reality is seeping into me that I don't think I can grow a beard legitimately. I got a five o'clock shadow at best, then I got to shave it. But I can grow oh, this as no long means, as I want. By no means am I Grizzly Adams over here. I've just in my life, I am. 31 years old, I have never once gone more than two days without shaving. Yeah. All the other silver linings, I am not my, – my credit card was at an all-time low on the month. So there's that. Got $1,200. Thanks, Mr. Trump. Trump, going, Trump bucks. Trump bucks going straight. You got your Donnie dollars? Jerseys. Your Donald dollars? <laughs> Wait, did you make that up? Oh, everyone's calling it. It's Trump bucks or Donnie dollars, Donald dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Whatever it is, I'm glad I have it. And I hope you guys get yours too. Make sure you file your taxes. And uh, I don't know. That sounds there was, like It was interesting issue. to see some people getting the amounts they got. You know, I know people that are very well off but have kids. And them and their spouse file separately. So they both got $1,200. I know some people who are our age who also do very well have no kids that are single but got zero dollars 
So it was interesting how this was all bracketed out. But for the most part, it sounds like people got something at least. Yeah. I and Beggars can't be choosers. Let's, let's get that straight. The tax code and pretty much life, for that matter, is a constantly evolving maze that I have no idea of what's going on. I just heard, Raleigh, you're probably going to get $1,200. And I did. So sweet. Um, yeah, everybody, hope you're doing all right. Stay safe. Hope this ends soon. Jeez, Von Miller has COVID. That's breaking, which really hope he gets better because if Von Miller can't pull through, then we're all probably screwed. I think it's slowly, it's slowly, I mean, a few weeks ago when this all started, we saw the NBA players. I got it. Now, every day it seems to be getting, and I hate, I'm not saying this to scare people or, or any of that, but it seems to be getting closer and closer now. You know, you see people that are, I just said, you know, and that's yeah. I'm, I'm going to start like ticking and do, like I'll donate like five bucks every time I say it's a, some Browns charity. So you see on Twitter or social media or in the news that it's really starting to get closer to home for people, like random people on Twitter, you'll see people that, you know, even, you know, their aunts or their uncle, their grandfather, whatever it may be. So again, I hope everyone staying safe, staying inside, you know, thoughts and prayers to people who have been going through this and have suffered from it but let's think uh positive here yeah uh, i would like to say that in that last sentence you said you know twice but i think you you were actually referencing people that you in fact know so that doesn't count as a charitable donation that's a good call out though yeah that was <laughs> I'm wow focused. i didn't I'm think about that in. Wow. i got you fam i got you sorry cleveland well, you're right bank. no that's it's it's still i still said it well, I don't think that's with the clause of the, I don't think that should warrant a charity, charitable donation. I mean, you can donate if you want to, you don't have to though, based on saying, you know, referring to people that, you know, you know, <laughs> I'll donate a Finsky for that one. So one thing that I've been a huge sucker for, like more, I mean, big time sucker for, and some of these people out there that are, that are sending these should be thrown in jail because of how much I've, been suffering is the Instagram ads and the email blasts for all the places I shop at. So any, any clothing retailer or whatever, anywhere I've bought something from in the past year or two, I get three promotional emails or Instagram ads a day and I'm a complete sucker and keep buying more and more things. Oh, uh, I am. I have the total opposite of that falling into that trap because I, I got engaged in uh what was that? December? Oh yeah, you you got other so, things to worry about. You have a wedding. I don't no, have no, a wedding. No, 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 no. Here's where I'm going with this. So I started googling diamond related things uh, last year. As soon as you do, like you mentioned, everything, and I mean everything, is a diamond ad. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. It's like, geez, you guys are relentless. Even after I bought it, I still get them. And I was looking on it now. They, they'll still send me like other jewelry ads. And I'm like, okay, diamond companies, you will never touch another dollar from my wallet. Like, well, I'm sitting here in my apartment right now, and I just saw a delivery guy on my window drop something off in front of my door, and I guarantee it's a package for me. And I don't know. It's at the point now where I don't know what's inside. I, I forget. <laughs> I forget what I've been ordering. This is just when I'm not when I'm done with work. I just will go on to buy stupid shit. One thing well, I have not succumbed to yet. Is that the right word, succumb? Yeah. I have not purchased 
any sort of video game console. I have literally had it in my cart and been ready to roll with a PS4. I haven't done it yet. Oh, dude, you got to. Because you can do cross-platform now. I, on the other hand, I am all in on the video games. I am playing Fortnite with my buddies. Uh, a couple years ago, I decided to delete Fortnite when I started the uh, Instagram account. Shout out Angry Browns fans. It's like, yeah, between having a relationship, a job, a podcast, and a fiance, which is part of the relationship aforementioned, something had to go, and it was Fortnite. Now I am back. I am rekindling old friendships with my boys, and it is awesome. Highly recommend get an Xbox, PS4, and let's let's suit up and take Tilted Towers. Well, Tilted Towers is gone, but, dude, Fortnite is the real deal. It I is think, so fun. I think it's going to happen at some point in the next week or so. Yesterday, yesterday was the worst day of my COVID quarantine so far. Talk to me. It just got to the point where I've been sitting in my – and I, I still get out. Again, I make excuses to take walks and go to the groceries, whatever I can do just to get out of my place. But yesterday, it just kind of a perfect storm. I had 10,000 things just happen at once, and I just, like, cracked. I just had to get up and just walked around my block a few times. And I realized I am not built for self-isolation. And after it was just our fourth or fifth, however many weeks it's been, I thought I was doing okay, and out of nowhere, I just completely shut down. I was like, I, this has to end very soon. On the bright side, I am so busy with work and I've been doing more with work than I ever have, which is awesome because that keeps me busy. Doesn't look at, I'm not looking at the clock, but at the same time, I need to be around people. I need to be on a patio drinking a draft beer somewhere. I don't know. And again, there's many more important things. I get it, but I don't know how the hell we can keep doing this for that much longer. <laughs> like, and I understand like we have to, but I am uh, yesterday. I, I just kind of totally reset. And even surprisingly starting a week or two ago, I stopped drinking during the week. Not that I, let, let me, let me back that up even further for a sec. I never was a big drinker during the week, but when quarantine started and I'm, there's nothing else to do, but pour a, a cocktail or pour a glass of wine, right? When you're done with work and just sit in front of the TV, because what else are you going to do? <laughs> oh yeah. So because I, I can't that way before quarantine, so I, yeah, but so I was doing that. It got to the point where, you know, two or three weeks into quarantine, I realized, wait, and like most people I've talked to, I don't think I've gone more than one or two nights without drinking. And so I stopped drinking Sunday through Wednesday. I'll have a glass tonight. I bought an exercise bike. I don't know if I told you about that for the apartment. Did you get so, the, the main, what, the Peloton? I didn't get the Peloton. I got right. the, the Amazon Ton, the Ghetto Ton. <laughs> the poor people ton? Yeah, but it had the most reviews of any bike on Amazon and it cost me 160 bucks. So big shout out to them. Free ad. But <laughs> so I guess if my, my one rant for this week was a personal rant that no one could give two shits about. Maybe other people have gone through it, maybe not. But yesterday was my first and today is Thursday. Yesterday was April 15th, Wednesday, Jersey Reveal Day. Yeah, that was uh the the low point. All just kind of finally came together and, and cracked. But we're still doing great. We're still out here living. We rolling. We pushing. Doesn't sound like it, Kevin. But no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so, I mean, if not for this, this is a silver lining. And if it wasn't for this situation, we probably wouldn't have got to shoot the shit with Phil Dawson for an hour. That no, that's was very a, true. That's that was very the highlight true. of my life. That was awesome. It's going to be all right. And I was thinking about this for people talking about the jerseys. There's a lot of haters on the internet people trashing the Browns uniform. I didn't see a whole lot. 
Well, I on that Instagram account, people just bashed the ugliness of the colors. No, oh, whatever. O- orange and brown, not the. It's not the color that a first grader is saying is their favorite color by a long shot. If you but, come at a Browns fan, of all the – and, again, it's very hard to make fun of a Browns fan better than we make fun of ourselves. There's nothing <laughs> that we haven't heard or said about ourselves yet that you can one-up us on. But if you're going to come, you got to come with something better than your colors suck. Yeah, I know. It's like as far as the things. I mean, come on, occur, man. You could give me at least give it something here. I know this isn't about them hurting my feelings. It was about me thinking how much I love these colors. Browns fans that are Browns fans, I think would agree. And for the new Browns fans that uh, came from Oklahoma, there's a lot of Oklahoma fans that are Browns fans because of Baker. Shout out newbies. But in my opinion, there is nothing more beautiful than a sea of orange and brown jerseys that you see at the Muni lot that you see in the stadium. And it's all we know thinking about that. I was thinking about that in the shower this morning and it put a big smile on my face. And I promise you that time will come again. Friends, loyal dogs of war, the sea of orange and brown will be back. I you just got to stay positive, baby. You mean, yeah. The audience. And you know, I just find, you ever just find yourself, you don't even realize that you're just doing something for the last half hour during this quarantine. You'll, you'll be down to some crazy Wikipedia wormhole or YouTube wormhole. Well, earlier today, I found myself down my phone camera wormhole. Now, let me ask you this. Is there anything in the world that you would rather not have some random stranger or even someone you know pick up and look at without being able to explain than the photo album on your phone. Oh, hell no. That's is there that's, anything yeah. more private in your, and I'm not talking about the, the pictures you may or may not be sending and taking. I'm not, not that, but the things that you screenshot or the gifts and especially your case, God knows what kind of memes you have in there oh, yeah. or <laughs> the random pictures you've taken. I mean, they're all like a certain place in time. They made sense. There's a moment for all of them. But I was going through, I was thinking, there's nothing more private. I might rather have someone have my social or my bank account number, good luck, there's not a whole lot there for you, than be able to look through my photo album. Because I was just scrolling back, I was looking through pictures of uh, the first Browns game from the season I went to. Even going through that, I was like, wow. If someone just was looking through this, even some of these pictures would make absolutely no sense and would be downright horrifying. Then again, it is because Cleveland, especially the Muni Lot, is kind of a third world country for Browns games. But am I making sense? Does, uh, your photo album is the most sacred thing you have. So you're saying that when you were looking through your camera today, you came to that epiphany. Please, God, don't let anybody touch my photo album. That's a now, now my iCloud's going to get hacked by Anonymous or something, and all my screenshots of mostly tweets that I send to my group text will be leaked. You fell right into your own trap. I did. Yeah, well... I think I know where you're going with that. And that, that's just a, that's just a byproduct of living alone in the COVID era, Kevin, you're all right. You just got to get that Xbox, get that PS4 and let's get on freaking Fortnite. I played with a couple of the followers. Dude, it's so fun. Thank God. I'm not, a, I've never, I'm not a selfie guy. I'm sure you are knowing you. The selfie king of taken, the Midwest. I don't have any pictures of myself that I've taken in this photo album. So it's actually a good, a plus. 
So technically, I guess they could find it and not know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'd say you're trying to throw off anonymous. There are, there are. That's not going to work on them. So we were talking about getting the Phil Dawson interview, which shout out. There's one silver lining of this COVID is that we could get someone like him on. Why don't you tee up and talk about the interview we have coming up here today that you did because my schedule was screwed up. Jordan Zerm, Cleve Zerm, he basically runs social media for the NFL. Check out the Checkdown on Instagram, on Twitter. It's a great follow. They, they'll, they'll show clips of things like uh, Andrew Luck getting sacked and complimenting the guys that hit him because he's such a nice guy. Sort of the, the humorous things that occur in the league. He does a hell of a job, and he's a Cleveland boy. He's got so, over a million followers on those, right? Yeah, and I don't know if he does the actual at NFL account, but he's doing something, and he's a Browns fan. So hopefully he's leveraging everything he can at that level to take care of the franchise. But I'm excited to talk to him. Let's cue it up. All right, you guys, I'm here with Mr. Jordan Zerm of the Checkdown. And do you run the what, – what degree do you run NFL social media? Um, so, no, I don't run the main NFL account. Those are different people. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much me and um, one other guy running Checkdown. So, um, I ha- it's almost too much power to have. I'm, I'm slowly trying to turn it into a Browns account. So we'll, you know, we'll, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll I was gonna, eventually. I was going to make that joke, but I was also kind of serious. So for those of you that don't know, Jordan is a Browns fan. He is a journalist and now he has what I assume is the most kick-ass job of all time, running one of the coolest accounts on the internet machine. Check out the check down. Most of uh, the people listening probably follow it. For those of you that don't, check it out. I would describe it as everything cool about the NFL plus with a more of a engagement with the fans. How would you describe it? Yeah, that's a, that's really good. I might have to steal that from you. I like that. Um, yeah, I always like to call us like we're the NFL's like cooler, uh, rowdier little brother a little bit, you know, like the NFL account is like, you know, a little buttoned up, um, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward highlights, that type of thing. We get to have like a little more fun with, um, the kind of the stuff we do and the stuff we get to post a little bit. Yeah. So we're kind of like the, the rebellious little brother. All right. Well, that's incredible. Who is, is the other guy still Grady Rains? No, actually it's, uh, Grady's no longer there. He, but he was there. He was there the year before I got there. Um, um, but, uh, He's out living in L.A. I haven't met him personally yet, but he is the roommate of somebody that uh, I know very well out in L.A. So uh, eventually that'll happen. But uh, He's another Browns guy. It's between you guys. Yeah, we're taking over the city. And you know? Baker's in-laws. You got it going <laughs> yeah, there on. There we go. Is there, was there a moment that you've come across where you said to yourself, all right, this is kick-ass. This is awesome. <laughs> like a particular moment in the career. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, so the cool thing about working um, at where our office is, is that the NFL Network studios are in the build, like our buildings are right next to each other. They're basically 
So, you know, as you know, the NFL network has a lot of former players that do, that are on, uh, on set and stuff like that. So cool. So, you know, I used to, I did a little bit of work on the Tomahawk show a couple years ago. Um, so I got, to, I got to know Andrew Hawkins pretty well and he does stuff for NFL network now. And actually my dad came out to visit me a few, uh, this was probably like in October and, uh, I gave him a tour of the offices and like the moment he arrived, Andrew Hawkins was walking from the parking lot to like go do stuff for NFL network. And I got to introduce him to my dad. So that was like one of the cooler moments, both for me, but for my dad too. Like it was a very cool moment for my dad as well. So like stuff like that, you will never get, uh, will always be surreal and will always be very cool. <laughs> Good stuff. This is a question from Kevin, actually. Have you ever posted something where you got hit up by one of the players in the DM? Like, come on, man. Really? <laughs> like you posted that? Um, we, it's funny. There are certain players that um, like you realize, like see everything that you're posting. Cause yeah, that like really pay attention to the account, which is cool. But it's funny. We have a, we have a funny relationship. Actually, this literally just happened uh, yesterday. We've been posting these um, state by state kind of team graphics so like anybody born in the state of we've done it for florida we did it we just did it for ohio today we've done it for a bunch of different states um but we've been doing all offensive players so it's just it's been like seven off some of the best offensive players playing the nfl right now from these various states and um tyran matthew who is uh the safety for the kansas city chiefs um he's a big he interacts with us all the time and he's great but I don't think he, he didn't realize we were only doing offense and he commented on our Instagram post and he said, uh, he's from, um, Louisiana and he commented on our post of the Louisiana that did not have him in it. And he said, Oh, I must be from Arizona or something. And it got all these likes, you know, like it blew up and it's like, Tyran, man, like we're, we're just doing offense right now. Like we got you. But, so we had to respond to him, but he, he was like really upset about it. So, um, so that is a very recent example of that. That's pretty good. And not to uh, dwell on the, the darker times we're all experiencing right now, but like, what's the state of the union with the, uh, like the social media plan of attack amidst this? Like, are you guys going after like the technical side of things, the moves teams are making, what the fans are going through? Like, what's, do you have a game plan that's easy to share that's interesting? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's still, it's still, we haven't changed a ton. Um, but we are, you know, obviously a lot of things where just being very sensitive with sort of words we're using, you know, when we're writing copy or just, you know, videos and, and stuff that we're posting, just making sure it's kind of sensitive to the time. So you don't want to post a video of a guy working out with like 20 other people, you know, in a time when, <laughs> you know, guys shouldn't be probably doing that. So just stuff like that. Um, but just trying to, you know, trying to bring fans sort of, um, yeah, just, you know, as it's a cliche thing, but a distraction from, from everything and just trying to bring back, bring back fun highlights, bring back fun stuff that players are doing and um, just enjoyable stuff and, and being lighthearted about it. That's really kind of been the, the game plan. You guys have always done a fantastic job and you continue to do so. Again, cannot emphasize this enough, guys. Check out the check down on Instagram and Twitter. So, Jordan, as a Browns fan with this new power that you wield, are you doing anything to try to position our franchise into the most successful spot possible? What are you doing beneath the scenes to help out the boys in orange and brown? 
Yeah, you know, just every day, really just, just poking and prodding, you know, really just trying to make everybody aware of the greatness that is the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny, on a more serious note, though, you know, it was, um, you know, it was Baker's birthday a couple weeks ago. Uh, no, a couple Yesterday. days ago. I think that was this week. Who knows what day it is or what time it is anymore? I don't know. It was earlier this week. Two days ago. But yeah. 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 So I, um, I came up with the idea to um, put together all the videos I could find of him doing the drum solo from uh, in the air tonight when he does that kind of pregame. And I, I didn't tell anybody I was making it. And then I finished it and I just sort of like came to my boss. I was like, Hey, I really would just, I really want to post this. Like, is it cool? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, let's do it. This is step one Brown's propaganda. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> Little things like that that I will, uh, you know, continue to, uh, to try and do throughout the year. And it helps, you know, even last year, you know, they obviously they struggled, but they were in a lot of primetime games um, and they were a big talk around the office. Like a lot of the content we created was around the Browns. That was really cool. And it's going to be similar this year. You know, they still have OBJ and Baker and players that people want to see. So, um, you know, it'll be it, it should be really fun getting to kind of continue to uh to push the browns content and it helps that they're sort of in a position where like people still are interested and want to see that stuff yeah it's from what i'm gathering based on my extensive knowledge of having a brown specific meme account there's a lot of people that are coming from oklahoma that have chosen the browns because of baker and then there's people from i swear every state in the union people choose to be browns fans and it blows my mind. Like you literally could have chosen the Patriots if you're in the middle of no man's land. It's, uh, it is interesting the culture behind it of the common man. They're America's team, baby. But um, yeah, what kind of so as far as posts go? I mean, I pretty much answer to myself. Come up with a meme. I guess it's good. Well, <laughs> it's mediocre. It supports the team. It's yeah. not too offensive. Boom, send. What kind yeah. of? Uh, guardrails or what what's your sop there like you mentioned you have to run it by your boss every time yeah yeah i mean we definitely have um we have you know there's a couple of levels you got to go with uh with stuff that you create i mean it depends you know um it can depend on what it is there's obviously you know trust in in me and to to post things that i think are you know sensible for the account but then there's stuff you just always want to run by um, kind of the direct higher ups and stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've never worked for a sports league before. This is the first time I've ever worked for like the NFL or the NBA or whatever you may uh, think of by a sports league. But, um, so yeah, you know, they're always sort of, um, they have a sort of an image and a, and a tone that they want to sort of, uh, promote. And so you gotta, you know, you, you have to stay within sort of those guidelines and those boundaries. And, you know, when you want to, if, if there's stuff you want to push, that's when it's kind of like, Hey, let me talk about this with uh, with somebody above me, so I make sure this is something that's going to get okay. And so you have conversations and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I mean, definitely more. You know, especially uh, for me, somebody that you know before I worked in social media was just sort of you know doing my own thing or stuff that didn't quite have as many people with the eyes on it. It's definitely you know there's a, a change in, in that way, but um, also you know for good reason. So you're not uh, <laughs> you're not doing anything detrimental to your to your career. Yeah, back. Sorry, I'm all over the place here, but what do you think of the new uniforms? Are you allowed to have an opinion on them? Yes, I can have an opinion on the new uniforms, but but it's I I like the new uniforms, so I don't really have anything negative to say. The only thing, the only thing, I mean, I think one, it's 
as the dust has sort of settled, it is sort of funny how they really did just kind of go back essentially to uniforms they were wearing once already. So, you know, that is <laughs> the irony of that is not lost upon me, but um, I, I think they're really clean. Um, I think they did change, you know, like the font and of the names and the numbering is a little bit different and I think it looks way better. And then I love the striping on the socks. Like, I think that's killer. Um, I, it's, I'm very intrigued to see the alternate, what used to be the color rush and they sort of took all the striping off of it. At first I was kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, I think I love the color rush. I think most Browns fans were pretty pro color rush. Um, so at first I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe they took too much off of it. It almost looks like too basic. But then I've been watching some of these unboxing videos that the Browns players have done. Um, like specifically both Baker and Jarvis got and held up sort of those those uniforms and they they look almost better in real life like that than they did sort of in the stock image photos so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they look on the field and on an actual player um so but it, but if there is really any sort of i think the the change is great i think it was smart to get back to what works and and modernize it a little bit but um i i do think that yeah the i love the color rushes so much that i'm kind of bummed that they stripped it down a little bit but really that's all that's my would be my only complaint this is I'm not sure if I, even if I believe this, but I do think that a big part of the appeal towards the color rush was the, how do I say this? The dislike of last year's jerseys. I would, like, I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Give me the vintage, like I've been wearing this jersey for two years and yeah. now it's a new, now it's the jersey they're wearing, so I'm <laughs> pumped. But my one gripe, and I'm not, not all hope it's lost. Either way, it's a win, but wanted orange pants i wanted them bad i um both from rumors that i've heard and from um whatever uh jw said on uh, on browns daily whether that was yesterday or today um i think they're playing coy i think they have orange pants and i think they just for whatever reason they're holding it close to the vest and they're gonna do something where like you're not gonna know it until the season starts or they have a primetime game. They're like, Oh, by the way, we're wearing orange pants tonight. So I think <laughs> that piece give me chills. My conspiracy theory is that they, they have orange pants. You can't not, you know, like you can't not have orange pants. Yeah. yeah there, there's a bunch of leaked. Uh, I don't know if they're fan made leaked, whatever, but they're pretty close to what that uniforms actually were that a bunch of people saw and, nobody had anything bad to say about the orange pants. So it's like, come on. If you guys, if you don't yeah. think the orange pants are kick-ass, something, yeah, something's got to change. But yeah, they, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if in the future we, uh, we saw some orange pants. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Do you have any, can you give us insight on how the draft is going to go down? Two-part question. How is, go, how is Goodell going to be able to read the picks without getting booed? Like you guys have a plan for that? <laughs> um, well, I guess he's doing it from like his basement, you know, so he's just going to be on a video screen so he can't get booed. You know, there's not going to be anyone to boo him unless, you know, they're going to plant people in his basement or something and they're going to boo him from afar. Um, That'd be so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would, I'll sign up, like I'll go do it. Um, other than that, I, you know, it's, I'm trying to think I, they're, it's going to be as virtual as you can get. Like it, there's going to be, I think, you know, the plan is to have um, on the broadcast, it's going to be 
screens of all the, you know, war rooms, quote unquote, which is pretty much all the GMs just working from home. So um, it's just going to be, you know, like individual shots of that. Um, I know there's certain, there's a handful of players that are going to have cameras in their homes. Um, so you'll see their reaction when they get drafted. Um, yeah, it's going to be like one big Zoom call, you know, like that's essentially what it's going to be like. So, um, but I'm, I'm excited to see how they're going to pull off the whole production of it. I don't really have a ton of insight into like how the broadcast is going to look. I just sort of, I just know that, um, yeah, you're going to be able to see war rooms and prospects and um, all of that, but it's just going to be a bunch of screens. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And we're not sports analysts. We don't pretend to be, but who do you got the Browns taking at 10? Yeah. Well, you know, I think the consensus sort of is it's, it's either they're either going to take an offensive lineman at 10 and, there's a lot of, I feel like it changes every day who people think are going to be available. Um, my personal favorites are probably Tristan Wirfs and Andrew Thomas. Um, I think I would be happy with either one of those guys at 10. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of smoke coming out today. I think it was from Ian Rappaport who, you know, threw it out there that the Browns really like Ezra Cleveland and they might move out of that 10th pick and move back and take him later in the draft. So um, you never know. The Browns are in a very, um, sort of advantageous position I think because at 10 you know not needing to draft a quarterback um, and with a plethora of offensive linemen available um, they're in a good spot so um, yeah I think they're either going to take the best offensive lineman on their board who's available at 10 or they'll move back if they think they can get Ezra Cleveland and they really really like him and they'll and somebody is going to give up a a couple picks to to move up to 10 so uh, we will see. Well, lastly, any uh, hot takes you got for the listeners, the loyal dogs of war? Wow. Any hot takes? Let's see. I don't know if I have a – let me think if I have a specific hot take right now. I don't – I think my – I don't know if this is a hot take, but I – you know, Baker's very polarizing. Um, Obviously had a down year in year two. I I think – you know, I'm always optimistic about the Browns. Uh, I le- I always lean on the optimistic side, which is silly, uh, but I'd still do it anyways. That's, I, that's I, the sole purpose of our podcast. That's there all you go. we do. Excellent. Um, I think the change in coaching staff is going to have a huge impact on Baker Mayfield, and I think he's going to have a really, really good third year. Um, that's probably not a super hot take. I know there's people that feel similar to that, but I also think there's a lot of people that are are – are very down on him. And I think you're going to see both from Baker and I think from Odell too. I think you're going to see a really big year for them offensively. So that's my, uh, that's my take. I think bounce is going to Baker is going to bounce back in a very big way. That's a good hot take. Honestly, I feel bad asking that because if somebody asked me for a hot take, I don't think I'd have anything to say other than (laughs) what I've heard, but that you did a hell of a job thinking of that on the fly. I am with you. I think the coaching change so needed. I want, we all wanted Freddie to succeed, but we did. Uh, Stefanski, he is handsome and yep. he is organized. So I'm pretty jacked to see. Those are the only two things you need in life to succeed is be handsome and organized, I think. And yes. he's got it. Speaking Check of handsome, off. you got a hell of a beard going too. I'm sorry. Man, I, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I left my beard trimmer charger in Los Angeles. So I have not been able to shave since I've been home and this is sort of the result, but you know what? I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's a, I, I definitely need to trim it, but I'm kind of, at least the mustache wise, I'm going to, I'm going to rock it for a bit. We're going to see how it goes. Oh, I'm going as long as I can until Absolutely. I can't. Yeah. 
If we don't have our beards, what do we have? What do we have? That's a great question. <laughs> ah, that is good stuff. Jordan Zerm, thank you so much for coming on. Loyal Dogs of War, check out the Checkdown. Check out the NFL on social media. You probably follow the NFL on social media. Definitely follow the Checkdown. What's your uh, Twitter handle? Remind me, C-L-E-V-E. Uh, yeah, Zerm? it's, it's Cleve Zerm. Half Cleveland, half my last name. So, uh, yeah, check me out over there. Well, thank you so much for your time, and stay safe. Uh, same to you, man. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. Appreciate the invite. So, uh, yeah, everybody, both to you and everybody listening, stay safe, and uh, we'll keep grinding through it. Thanks again, Jordan, for coming on the Dogs of War podcast. Best of luck to you. Keep doing God's work. And let's wind this episode down with the MuniLab payphone. Everyone tell us what you think about the new Cleveland Brown uniforms. Leave a message. Leave a message. What's going on, my dogs of war? Uh, first time calling in. Excited. Adam from Kansas City. Uh, just wanted to say I'm pumped about the new uniforms. I'm, I'm looking to, to grab one of the white ones that went strong. Uh, and really interested to see, uh, how this offense starts looking. Really pulling for a, for an offensive lineman with that 10th pick, uh, that everybody's predicting that guy from Louisville, Beckton. Uh, he looks like a unit. He looks pretty solid. Uh, but as always, I, as a Browns fan, know nothing about football, so let's see how it plays out, but I like the work we've done on the O-line, going and getting Conklin. Uh, I think Hooper's going to be a strong upgrade from Njoku. Uh, I think Njoku overall, in my opinion, has been a disappointment to this point. Uh, his hands haven't been strong enough and he hasn't been healthy, uh, but we've got a, we've got a proven tight end at this point. Uh, regardless of what we do with OBJ, even if we send him to Minneapolis or wherever else, uh, just make sure we get the value for him. Uh, but as always, let's go Brownies. What's going on, Browns fans? Craig Kelly checking in from the west side in Seattle. Hope you're having a great day. You know, I just saw the Browns uniforms the other day, and I thought, man, that was pretty brilliant. I like how they went retro, they went back, you know, remember the loops. Didn't change it too much. Uh, I will enjoy the orange pants if they come out. We don't, I hope so. Um, hey, as long as we make the playoffs, I'm happy. So I like the uniforms. I'm probably going to order one soon. But, um, yeah, it looks pretty solid. Offensive tackle or bust is what we need to draft. Anyways, peace out, guys. Go down. <laughs> What's up, Dogs of War podcast? My name's Hayden. I'm a loyal Browns fan from from Sage Beach, Missouri. And uh, I personally love the uniforms. I'm currently torn between getting a Nick Chubb or Jarvis Landry jersey. Go dogs. Honestly, for the Browns to do uniforms, I love them. They get they're a, a nod to the classic uniforms from the from the eighties and the nineties. They look so much cleaner and more modernized compared to the 2015 to 2019 uniforms. It really sucks because I just bought a brand new Baker Mayfield jersey the other week. So that came in last week and now I have an outdated jersey. So besides that, they look really clean, really nice, really slick. And I'm excited. Hopefully the Browns draft really good this, 
this year. Um, Baker needs a lot of protection. Receiver core is fine. We need to keep OBJ, in my opinion. Him and Drivers Lens, you make a really good one-two connection. Same thing with Cooper and Njoku. Once the defense gets a few upgrades, then the team will be rock solid. So I'm really excited. Okay, guys. So these these new jerseys, they're absolutely raw. No matter what any of these stupid Steelers fans that are commenting on the Instagram saying, oh, I don't see the difference. They clearly don't understand that the entire point of us going back to those uniforms was to make them look like they did in our older eras. Like, this is the... This is what we were aiming for. We weren't trying to make them look cooler for all the Steelers fans. We were trying to make them look like the older jerseys. But, I mean, that, that's all i got to say. The jerseys are absolutely sweet. So it doesn't really uh, matter what those dumb Steelers fans have to think. So, yeah. The Bones jerseys are terrible. And I hope that they don't have a word of in the game. And I wish them the best of luck, though. Go back and make sale. As always, thank you to everyone who called in to the Muni Lab payphone. It's been great in the off season so far for episode two. That's all we got for this week, Raleigh. That's a hell of an episode, Kevin. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're still listening, that means you're loyal and you dig the show, probably, or you're my mom. Please leave us a sick review. Stay safe, stay home, and keep your chin up, Cleveland. Good night, Cleveland.